This is Naked by the Future Farm, where entrepreneurship is stripped to its vulnerable core. Brought to you by Vladimir Kobrestinska and Nektarios Lolios. And remember to subscribe, follow, and rate Naked to help us share it with the world. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It, morning not, it might not be a morning for, for everybody who's listening, but I'm, it's certainly a morning saying, for us. Yeah, mm. I'm just saying good morning to you. Yes. <laughs> and hello to everybody else. Hello. Hi. Hi, everybody. Good to have you back. Um, we we moved this recording a few days, right? We were supposed to record last week, but um, I was a little bit under the water with everything happening, um, currently in London. Um, and it sort of feels like being in here. Uh, whilst, you know, everything is happening, Pakistani business running, I feel like I want to use the time here to really squeeze it the three weeks and somehow end up with so many things on the plate. But the reason why I'm saying this to, to everybody is that um, we saw each other on Friday and, and you you told me this thing which stayed with me. You are like, hey, maybe we could have recorded anyhow, although you were not prepared because it would be interesting to talk about what you were going through at that moment. And I was like, that's nice. You know, that, that that's a good point. Like it would be maybe interesting to to sort of talk when we are in that moment of um, actually not always a balanced I, moment. Yeah. It wasn't so much about... It wasn't so much about you weren't prepared. It was so much about why did you think we mm-hmm. can't just talk um, about you canceling the last recording? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that's exactly. <laughs> so which reflects on the state of being. But anyhow, we did it. So maybe next time we'll do so. But um, uh, and maybe we'll get to it actually on this episode because um, I think what we wanted to do today is to reflect a little bit on our um, conversation with uh, our sort of a proper first Pakistani founder, although we did have a Pakistani guest in our first season. Some of you might remember uh, Muniba, yeah. um, but I was very excited by having Fatima on the show. Um, how is it for you? Just tell me, because I, I feel like I have this overload of things to share. Um, it's, but, it's yeah. by the way, it's very palpable because I got into this like a normal conversation when we have and we record extra. But I feel today for you, it's like you just started talking and there's a lot of energy and there's clearly <laughs> a lot of stuff. I, I don't know what's happening, but I guess for somebody's listening, it's like, okay, there's this, on the one side, there's this man who just keeps talking very very slowly and quietly and there's this woman who really needs to get her <laughs> message across um, um, <laughs> um i did think a lot about about the, the episode of fatima because uh it resonated with me in in many ways i grew up um uh, i think I, I didn't grow up in the same kind of social uh class, let's use that word, that Fatima grew up in in Pakistan, but I was an immigrant child in Germany, where education was everything and where doing what your parents wanted for you because that was the best thing was everything and there was no room to maneuver. So for me, it resonated on on many levels. I don't have the woman um, aspect, so I didn't feel that it was because of my gender. Uh, But I think I definitely 
was a constant source of disappointment for my parents. Mm -hmm. uh, so when she was talking about never being good enough, uh, uh, and from interestingly, at some point she started talking about she started rebelling. And yeah. the difference, I think, for me was I started rebelling earlier. It's 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 a it's a subject we discuss a lot in my family. <laughs> my sister who's seven years older. She was like a true rebel from day one as a teenager. And my brother who's seven years younger. So we're actually quite spaced out. He never had to rebel. So we all have a slightly different experience of family. Uh, and although the podcast is a lot about challenges in entrepreneurship and uh, the cultural context, for me, this episode was very much about how screwed up our families are without anybody really wanting to do something bad to each other, but just not recognizing the different contexts in which we grew up in and that mm. disconnect. Mm. Yeah. That was, that was the thing that I took away from it, really. Yeah. How about you? I So what you're saying resonates. I even feel like when I was reflecting on it, it I even sort of moved it to another level in terms of like, yes, there was something about sort of all of us being in some way, you know, like screwed up by our families if we use that language but i think you know we, we keep talking about this 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 gift for i think i already said it to people in one of the episodes like for your 20s for the for your kids or, or for us on the 20s the best gift is to get a 10 sessions of therapy just to clean up the the mess we already have and the baggage we are carrying with us but um i think it was very interesting for me to see the reactions of people through different channels like socials and stuff where we posted about you about the episode and also then the actual episode where people coming from different backgrounds were reacting and relating to the episode saying um regardless whether on what path i am um how strong it is or how strong the impact and influences of the expectation from inwards and outwards from the outside world, whether that's parents or somebody else sort of influence the decisions we make in life. And, and I have this one, which I really want to read out here, which I thought was, was um, sort of summarizing the sentiment. So it was from a founder, uh, Gaia, and uh, we actually, who we actually know very well, both of us, but regardless, so she's saying, uh, this is a useful reflection for whichever the cultural context. Not everyone faces quite as many constraints and builds quite the same level of resilience as Fatima. I'm still surprised, however, by how many of us, including myself many times, we made important decisions based on expectations that society, family, and even our own perception on, of those and of who we are imposed on ourselves. A reminder for all of us that the search for our meaning in life is the only meaning there is to it. And, and I sort of thought that she beautifully summarized one of the main takeaways for me from this episode, which was around this, how do I or we free, uh, free ourselves up from, from that expectation, from that harmful pressure that comes on us. And um, I guess when I was reflecting on this, I can relate to what you were saying in terms of the parents. And I think in the past I've shared with all of you, like, you know, my journey or around also like 
choosing the path for my studies and how I had to sort of rebel in the family of engineers and how it was sort of considered as what is the soft stuff and all of this. Um, I felt like reflecting on where I am today, I felt that I certainly went a long path of sort of working on freeing myself up from those pressures. I feel like I'm, I'm in a better place of freeing myself from the family pressures and the sort of a roots thing. Um, I do feel, however, that these days I maybe fall more under the pressure of the peers of social media of who I'm supposed to be by the definition of success. And I think that's where I put, I'm putting sort of my conscious energies these days on. um, Yeah. Just, you know, um, sort of being more aware, I guess, not Mm. to necessarily Mm. fight it, but to be more aware. And then um, I have here this point, which is like having moments to pause, which allow me to sort of ask questions for myself um and we can get to that but yeah so interestingly enough as I was excited about you know there was something about Pakistan that I was really curious to hear from a Pakistani founder and I think we got that across but it was it was in some way beautiful to see how this lays over so many of us regardless of that cultural context right there there is something like if I talk to Italian friends of mine or Jewish friends of mine who always talk about their overbearing mothers and I'm going, you know what? You're not that special. My Greek mother was as overbearing as your uh, Jewish mother. So there is something there about certain behaviors, right? And I think it also unites us. It's also something about we're not alone in this. Um, I, I find mm. I find the thing that, that really, uh, what's the right word? That I really appreciate it but it created a sort of tension uh, in, in, in the episode with, with Fatima was the fact that she was talking about the things that she ultimately suffered from, like the pain that she went through, the difficulties of living these expectations, but at the same time, always reaffirming that she really loves her parents and mm-hmm. that they're good people. And, and for me, that thing is so difficult to do uh, to find compassion for the people who ultimately made your life difficult mm-hmm. um, because they usually don't do it by design. Right. And, and I've been through this cycle myself with my parents, with the whole being gay thing and, uh, and never really being accepted. That part of my, my life never really been accepted, but at the same time going, they grew up in the country like in in the middle of nowhere in Greece and they moved to Germany in the 60s and they really didn't have an environment that would have brought them up in this open-mindedness to just be a bit more compassionate towards me. Yeah. (laughs) At the same time, they were very religious, which is not something that helps people open their minds, right? Um, So it was difficult, but I can't just be negative about them because I also see their constraints and they were trapped in the expectations of their environment and the financial needs that they had to survive and all this. Right. So, and when she was kind of reaffirming that uh, her parents are good people, that was something Mm -hmm. that I found interesting and also quite touching, but also wondering how much of this is also just, you can't say my parents are bad <laughs> because I also needed 
to give myself permission at some point to go, no, my parents were some also quite screwed up because they did quite selfish things because they could also have rebelled. Right. So it's, it's a very complicated subject mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. when people, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I told you this. So if it had been done to me, I would have been a choreographer. That was my dream. Right. <laughs> so many dreams crashed, man. Yeah. yeah. And so mm-hmm. at the age of 15, when things got more serious at school, I had to give up the dancing because that was just not an option for an immigrant child in Germany and all this money went into education and all that, right? So do I have moments where I go, I wonder what my life would have turned out, how it would, would have panned out if I had been allowed to choose my part? Absolutely. Yeah, you am go I, there? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Am I cross mm. with them? Not really, but I'm cross with them that they were they built a barrier to us having a fully deep honest relationship with each other. Mm. So when Fatima mm. was talking about the, the not being allowed to take her own decisions, uh, that was also putting my kind of experience a little bit into perspective. It must be even more difficult when you really grow up in this complete bubble uh, because as a woman, that's just an additional layer because she did say, I wonder how uh, a man would have, if one of my brothers had done the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the complexity of our identity certainly do matter. Um, it's interesting what you were saying around the parents, because um, I, I feel there, personally, I have a difference between sort of acknowledging like they're not bad versus saying they're screwed up in a similar way that actually we are. And I think I like I feel like I completely can sit on the ladder because, and we even to some extent talk to my parents about this, which I certainly acknowledge as a privilege, right? The ability to talk to them. So it's not given. But I think that part certainly helped me to move forward and not go that much backward, like to the past, to acknowledge. And just frankly, by seeing my grandparents and seeing the environment, because again, I can. Um, so seeing the environment from which they come. And these days, I think we talk with my parents a little bit more like peers. I think it's also because the age gap is smaller. So, you know, my parents had us when they were pretty young, um, which helps again. Um, also, I think what helps is that they're trying to do some work these days, which not given for which is not given for everybody. But all that said is that it helped me to understand that they were coming from a place of, you know, certain stereotypes and limited exposures and all of it. And I don't know, like, have they been doing their best self or have they been best self in, in, in order to try? Like, sometimes I feel probably these days when I challenge it, when because some of that still comes. It's not like, you know, everything is like rosy these days. Some some of those expectations come, I feel obviously more empowered to, to challenge them and to let go. Um, but maybe these days I question them more for their ability to also be more aware and to step up into some consciousness or to be more open-minded, to respect and stuff. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's hard to judge for me what was happening in the past, right? Um, yeah, but interesting, interesting thought process around, you know, like what was her, what was Fatima, Fatima's motivation to sort of vo- verbalize it and vocalize it? I think there's 
my assumption would be there was probably a of complexity of, mm, of motives mm. in there, right? Um, whether yeah, conscious it's... or unconscious. Um, yeah. There was this thing, it made me reflect about the work of our friend Noah Matz. So for those of you who don't know, so Noah is an Israeli VC partner. She's a partner in a VC um, and she's a psychologist by uh, profession, which is super rare, but also exceptional that she's sitting at that level at the VC and we are big fans of her. And one of the things she really did, which is a great benefit to the wider VC industry, is she decoded this playbook of sort of psychological toolkit or it's a toolkit of how to deal with founders in terms of their psychology, well-being, um, emotional regulation, etc. One of the things that Terrace talks about there, which made me reflect yesterday was she talks about this intrinsic motivation, which she calls sort of like immune system for entrepreneurs. And the reason why I went back there in my thoughts um, is that one of the things that Fatima was talking about is what drives her to make major decisions in life, right? On her path, like why she took on the entrepreneurial path, why she took that job, I mean, with the investment banking, et cetera. And that's the piece that Noah decoded in her playbook, which is like the intrinsic motivation. This she, she says like a powerful, unique type of motivation that is from deep down that allows us to sort of withstand the difficulties in which comes with the with the roller coaster and and i just thought about how many of us actually how much do we ask ourselves when we make some of those major life choices like for instance going and deciding to build a business like for instance you are building radish i'm building neem beyond future farm we are building future farm together and i just wonder how many of us do as entrepreneurs or anything else, do we ask ourselves the question, why? Why am I doing this? Like, what is driving me to this next step in my life? Um, and I just wish we would do this more often. Um, and I guess I'm trying to do this sometimes while I'm here as well, which sometimes it's maybe not that helpful. <laughs> I, I get this like pushed back from my co-founders. Maybe sometimes I do ask myself too much of why. So then it sort of, you know, like can re rebalance your compass. But um, yeah, it, 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 I, I think it just made me think like at least the level of awareness, if we ask the why, um, what sort of, you know, my, am I doing this for the external reward? Is this for my internal reward system? What's my why? I my hope is it can lead us to a better place, whether we make decide to make the decision or not. Um, any thoughts? It's funny that you bring this up. So you have today mentioned two words that mm -hmm. I actually apply to pretty much any environment or context that I'm in. The first one is for me always to ask, even if it's not about entrepreneurial paths, but in business, what's the motivation of the parties involved? And the other one is how do you measure success? Because you asked that question right at the beginning. And I really believe, yeah, I mean, it's not, I'm not saying this just lightly. This is like having spent more than 10 years in corporate innovation. It was there, what I would always ask the people is like, why are you doing this? <laughs> What's your motivation? And how do you measure the success of what you're doing? Because the two are linked, right? Yeah. Uh, for me, 
And it's interesting that very often you don't get an answer. Um, when when I took my break um, and I started, I had this period where I wasn't really sure what direction I will take in 2019. And we started talking. Before we we met, I had spent uh, a friend of mine, uh, Jordan. He had suggested to listen to the Reboot podcast, mm-hmm. and I thought, okay, this is interesting. Never heard of it, and I picked the very first episode a couple of random ones in the middle and the very latest one. And I had listened to them all back to back. So I had like four hours of Jerry talking to people. And even without kind of going into this, trying to figure out what was going on, for me, it was fascinating that all four people who were on the podcast had this desire to not leave life without making an impact on something, making a little bit of a dent on something. They didn't want to die and be forgotten. Mm-hmm. And I was, and I was, and I did this. I went to this super long walk, and I met Way for lunch, um, and I just had to talk about this. And he was just looking at me, and it was kind. Of, I really don't understand you entrepreneurs. Why is that so important, right? But it's it was interesting that there mm. was this. So I had the, on the one side these four examples of people who had their own variation of. I don't want to have been on this earth and go without anybody remembering. Uh, and having my my life partner going, ah, uh, this means nothing to me. <laughs> hmm. Which which um, there's a, it feels like for some people there might be like lightness, you know, like the oh, yeah, life feeling yeah. in what what way is saying, right? Um, yeah, yeah. There is some there is some like. Hmm. It feels like there is some heaviness around always looking for the the deep why yeah. and the deep yeah. purpose. Um, I hear you though. Um, I feel like I'm personally also wired for having that. Like, I'm not sure if I can sort of actually my therapist. Okay. This is interesting. My therapist, she said, I need more to do more things there just for the joy of it. She was saying, go and play more. And I was like, okay, but what's the purpose? No, <laughs> so, so I hear you. She's like, just like, go. you know, you don't have to like, yeah, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Um, you know, we met Andra, our another friend on Friday. So Andra is um, this beautiful human being. Um, it's, she, you know, guys, she's, um, she started as a solution architect in a bank for about 30 years. I believe she's in her early fifties. I can't remember now, but th- that's less relevant. But anyhow, she then pivoted in her life to sort of becoming a researcher, academic, but also solo entrepreneur. She's like this mix of number of hats and actually the age does matter. So when I met her on Friday, um, she's now finalizing her PhD as you know, um, and she's looking on complexity of core banking, everything. I mean, very complex stuff. The P's, however, so I was there with Nadim, and Nadim's like this full energizing. He's like, this is exciting what you're doing, and you're finalizing your PhD. And he's like, um, so what's after? Like, what are you planning to do with this? Like, do you know, like, what's happening after? And she, she took this deep breath in, and she said, I... I don't go there. Like I put one step in front of the other and there's so much I have on my plate right now that I'm trying to be in the present moment. So there was already one big thing. I was like, wow, good. It completely grounded us. The reason why I'm saying is that she said another thing, which I loved. She said, 
you know what? I want to give myself the time when I finish my PhD to actually look around and see what I want to do. And she said, I don't need to prove anything anymore to anybody. Mm. And I thought that the last part was like, mm-hmm. like, I feel you. I sort of envy you a little bit. I'm a little jealous of this feeling that, but it just felt really beautiful, you know, having her in front of me. And I know she went through a sort of a rocky journey in her life, but still having somebody in front of you tells you very genuinely. So it wasn't any fake statement. Like I don't need to prove anything to anybody. I just want to give myself the time to actually see what's out there, what I want to do. And I thought that was really beautiful. Um, and maybe, I wish more of that for us, all of us. Hmm. Maybe this is a good good way to end this episode on that on that lovely thought. Yeah. What, what are we trying to prove, and do we really have to? <laughs> yeah. Good thought. So, so we'll leave you with that, and wherever you are on the journey, um, I think we all sort of ask the questions or don't ask the questions as well. And I think that's equally fine. So um, have a great day. Um, and Nectaris, have a good start of the week. You too. Bye, Vladi. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Naked by The Future Farm, where entrepreneurship is stripped to its vulnerable core. To learn more about our work, sign up to our newsletter or visit thefuturefarm.co, where you can also apply to be a Naked guest. Naked is produced by Dan Turgil and edited by Catherine Walker. And remember, subscribe, follow and rate Naked to help share it with the world.